0: This is Earspoon you're home for the stuff you're thinking anyway all right everybody another week here at the earspoon welcome to it of course you can always find us at theearspoon.com. you can uh, seek us out on uh, Facebook mm-hmm. just look for the earspoon mm-hmm. uh, you can find us on the Google mm-hmm. the earspoon mm-hmm. uh, what's the other thing oh iTunes the earspoon stitcher the earspoon this Instagram.
1: Uh, we we went with uh, Extendogram extendogram for old. Yeah,
0: it's for the uh it's it's for it's, we do that one with the mimeograph right. and all that. <laughs>
1: and it takes forever. But
0: the 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 paper sniffing is so much more awesome. Right.
1: <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs>
0: yeah. Hey, what's your name? I am Fish. I'm Steve. And you're Steve. Yeah. And we want to thank once again Mocha Joe's for powering the podcast. Indeed, and us as as human individuals. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, seriously, hop online, go to mochajoes.com, check out all all the great coffee. Look at all the great things that they're doing. The nice thing. One of my favorite things about Mocha Joe's is mm-hmm. just their mission lines with ours.
1: Yeah, and I love. Yeah, I love that they have thought and
0: sensitivity yeah, behind it. So they really do helping out the farmers. Indeed, help, helping out uh, you know villages and just doing all the great things that they do. Honestly,
1: it's it's the only way to do coffee. And, and if you're whoever you're drinking your coffee from ain't doing that, I think maybe Mocha Joe's is in your future. Pretty simple,
0: and not to mention it's just uh, an awesome brew. I like. Uh, I like the Vienna roast. Steve is more into the burnt coffee. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. I, You know, I'll tell you. Can I tell you a quick story while sure, we're talking sure. about Joe's? There was a guy named Tom used to uh, run the joint over there. Uh, not the owner, but he was uh, whatever his title would have been. And he said to me that uh, if you're not grinding your uh, beans right before you, you make your coffee, yeah. it's like cracking your eggs open a week before you make your, your eggs. And so hmm. – yeah, so, and I'm saying, well, he's, okay, so he yeah, knows. Yeah, yeah, he knows. Um, he's in the know. But then they also, there was a bit of a, let's just say, I mean, it's gently, uh that he, there was a bit of a condescension to the idea that I liked burnt coffee beans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm sorry, but it's that way with bacon and, and toasted yeah. marshmallows. Burn and it, and man. <laughs> set, it, set it on fire and get it in my face. There's I a don't thing. Care. There's a I thing. Don't,
0: it must burn before it enters my ball. It must be cleansed by mm-hmm. fire Indeed. before it enters in. But, uh, <laughs> hey, another little known fact there that yep. uh, uh, if you are looking for the most punch in caffeine, uh, mm. French roast is not it. It might taste like it has the most, but mm. it doesn't.
1: Is that be- right?
0: Yeah, because the, the the roasting actually roasts the caffeine out of the bean, Hot damn. and uh, so if you want the biggest uh, biggest wake me up you can have the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the watery breakfast blends will provide the most punch.
1: This I did not know. See? I learn a lot from
0: this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do. And and if you think you're going to continue to learn like that, well, you just need to lower your
1: expectations. <laughs> yeah, that's about that. All right. <laughs> Close that door.
0: Let's get into the pod. Thank you to Mocha Joe's. Uh, you can always find that at mochajoes.com. We'll have yep. more on that later. Mm. Uh, what we are talking about is the actual physical exhaustion that one will feel... From flicking on the news at any point in time. See now, here's the advantage. I don't watch TV.
1: I haven't yeah, since here the middle like '80s. Steve is uh, <laughs> Steve is like one of them freaky people. Well, honestly, I, well, truth told, I, I don't want to stray too far from the subject at hand. But like, you know, when it became about cable television, and I got like my first few bills, yeah. like it used to be that it floated through the air, and then my my rabbit ears would pick it up, and that would be about the end of it. Uh, and then they wanted to charge me money and yeah. add even more commercials to it. I'm like, wait a second, that doesn't feel right to me. And it's mostly crap. There is good television on, no question about oh, yeah. it. Yeah, yep. And I seek it out through other forms if I ever if I want to see things. Comedians and cars getting coffee. Hilarious. Yes. Very funny. Uh, so, you know, but I live a certain sort of I'm not naive by any stretch. I read an awful lot. I know a lot about news and current events, et cetera, but not through the traditional, the usual television delivery system. When I do go back to see it, it is horrifying to me. It's a horrifying menagerie of what the are you talking about in bright bright colors and moving swooshing things and like it dizzies my head now again i'm not it's not like i just came out of a cave right but you know let's go back to the middle 80s literally 1985 i think was the last time i had television in my house that's right that's pretty much when cable started to become a thing yeah 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 Yeah. but you know so so now when i come back to it i think this is how most people are getting their information about the world and i think that's a That's freakish for one, and it's simply not a good way to get information. It's, you know, it's entertainment, it's infotainment as people like to to describe it. But this deluge, I get the deluge through the internet and through things that I read.
0: Which is enough when you stop and think about
1: it. But I can't turn around without hearing that hideous orange thing make that sound that he makes. And I just, I, I feel so saturated as a non-television watcher. I can only imagine what it's like for most people who watch TV with regularity. It's bad. You know, I mean, we we monitor the
0: news mm-hmm. at my house a lot and it just becomes fatiguing and to the point where I basically have to tell my wife, um, you know, you need to shut it off. Yeah, you need to honestly. You will never hear me say this sentence again. But you need to watch The Housewives. <laughs> 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 you know? yeah, I mean, this is your one and only chance to basically say, "Well, you told me to watch it," and I was like, "Yeah." When 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 alternative TV becomes watching reality shows of scripted and 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 plotted out scripts that have mm-hmm. already played themselves out and know how they're going to end, um, then over what's
1: actually happening in the world, wow. Mm-hmm. It's an irony that we did that go. That makes sense. It did feel make like sense. I like I lost my train of thought. No, you mid, got it. And, and I picked it up where you left it, which, which was saying that if reality television is the greatest form of non reality, mm-hmm. people then go to the news seeking that as another kind of reality when, in fact, when it's brought to you by so few major monster sized manipulative corporations and the information within it is also already pre manipulated for you. That also is another version of not reality. And so things get skewed and things get presented in certain ways from a white-centric point of view most of the time, from a male-centric point of view. There's that. And so this is the skew. And like asking a fish to describe water, if you're you're imbued and swimming through that, you don't know that you're in it. You don't have a sense that what you're being taught and being uh, given is a menagerie. And I, you know, I don't say as like you know, the, you mainstream, blah blah blah. All of it's bad. Right. There's information available to you, but if you're not spreading your sources around, if you're not looking in multiple places to get contra- contrary information from not from your your silo, but from other places, then you're doing yourself a disservice, and what you say is already a little bit tainted.
0: Yeah, yeah, there there is that, and of course, um, what it comes down to. I mean, uh, the. the um, the man himself tweeted out something and basically named every single uh, news um, outlet or every every network that there was minus, fake, uh, minus Fox News, excuse right. me, uh, right. and called it all fake news. Know. You know, and it's just so it, – really, it's so interesting that the leader of the free world or the installed leader of the free world is – I'm
1: prepared to talk about that
0: phrase, free world, any day. Yeah. Um, so – yeah, you you talk about all your Second Amendment rights, but you know it's so funny mm-hmm. that uh, just to, if I can tangent for just a quick Please second, do. the that how everybody gets upset about people talking about um, their Second Amendment rights, forgetting that they're exercising their First Amendment rights. But right. different podcast for a different but day. I digress, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> um, so. When you flip on the TV and there's no escaping it, there there seems to be no way around it. It it gets fatiguing. Yep,
1: agreed. And 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 that's that's not a small thing. It's not just an annoyance in our oh so comfortable American privilege bubbles, but it actually has a degrading and a distorting effect on people. For example, I don't know if you follow Amy, Amy Siskind on on Facebook or Twitter or what have you, but she David Siskind. I knew him. No. This is Siskind, and she's brilliant in many ways. Um, but she's talking about not from the start from this election, not normalizing what is the encroachment of fascism. And I think it's there's a strong argument that we're already seeing all of the essential pieces of fascism put into place. She also says keep a list of things that change, and she has this book out now, a list of all things that were, have started to become normalized. So, like as you know, and we've talked about this many times. This current orange nightmare, any other president prior to him would have been whisked out of the office and into yeah. jail by any one of the dozens upon dozens of scandals that have occurred. So why does this become, uh, why does this train proceed down the track when, as we talked about before, Howard Dean screams into a microphone, done. Campaign over. Do a caucus mu- pops out of a tank? Right. Campaign over. Ed Muskie cries on, on camera? Done. Campaign over. <laughs> so, like, so this is where we've gotten to Donald, at this point. Donald
0: Trump, huh, you know, Two pump chumps, a porn star.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and, I
0: know, I know. And and, and <laughs> uh, here you go, sir. Yeah. Uh, we'll fly around
1: in Air Force One. Oh, you want to go down right. to Florida again in golf? And then just you know switch the players. You, we all know the list of the things that have been accused, <clears throat> proven or not. Just ac- accusations, period. Switch the players and, and all the things. Think about what Trump, from porn stars to collusion to all the things that he's been in the cabinet, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now put Obama in there.
0: Oh, my and goodness. The,
1: the right wing would lose Let, their – Flippin' minds. Their flipping minds and Let, there would be blood in the streets let's, over such us let's,
0: let's back it up and let's remember the controversy about Michelle Obama wearing sleeveless dresses. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah.
0: And to what we have now,
1: a uh, modern-day Cyrus. But see here – and this is coming back to the original point, which is – you know, you and I can pick this stuff apart mm-hmm. pretty easily, you know, and like, and we can say, but see this, see how this is incongruous, see how this is hypocritical, blah, blah, blah. You and I can make that decision and we know it, we can discern pretty well. But the people who continue to support this administration and this movement, let's call it, do not have discernment skills. No. They're not able to su-
0: – I, I got to believe they have them. Yeah. I, I'm generalizing, I, of I, course. I, I think I'm truthfully
1: believing that they are not wanting to use them, choosing to not engage, yeah, because you can't. And so when the when the flood of this information comes, when he's, all he said, "What did he say yesterday about Syria?" Like, oh, bad things are going to happen. Well, See, you know. Here, here's yeah. the visual part that you're missing
0: about Steve is every time he talks about Trump, he points to the computer screen in the studio in the pod uh, st- in the pod
1: studio here. That's the internet, right? Yeah, that, <laughs> that's this machine he, is not hooked. That's where to he the comes internet. from.
0: I know. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Somebody's like, so, oh, you podcast minute? Yeah, so, I mean, how much, uh, how many gigahertz do you need to do that? I said, that's Darnies. actually not even That's not even hooked up to
1: anything on purpose. <laughs> exactly <All> right. right. <laughs> no one knows where we are in this little bunker. <laughs> that's it. Uh, but, you know, again, I think that sort of uh, f- torrent of information that comes at the non-discerning, and, again, generalizing dramatically, there are plenty of people on all sides of the continuum who, who don't grok information well but it concentrates in this group that continues to support this ultimately nightmarish president and when you get that you know water cannon you know, thirst quencher coming at you. <laughs> Does you, it have electrolytes? <laughs> nice. <laughs> Brondo. Yeah, that's it. That's the stuff. That's the one. Brondo. It has <laughs> electrolytes. Plants, it's what plants need. <laughs> uh, PSA for anybody who has not seen the film Idiocracy. Oh man. Take the time. I'm, I wish I wish there was people we could call to get them to
0: uh to sponsor the um Sponsor the pod, as you will.
1: The pod, With it, Brando,
0: or the folks from Idiocracy.
1: Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Who's that? Mike Judge. That was. Was it Mike Butthead. Judge? That's oh. right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Some> yeah. <Butthead. laughs> you know, he, here we are Ow, talking about my balls. About endless tangents, but uh, Fox Cinema didn't want to put that film out because it was so <laughs> slamming of American culture. They and you know, they sort of buried it when it came out. And how little, how little, how little,
0: uh, how little they knew.
1: Uh, right. It was. It was very prescient.
0: Right, we we were basically saying it was coming. the le- now, just so you know how long we've been using the idiocracy thing, this goes back to the Bush years. Oh, sure,
1: yeah, it was middle of the Bush years right? somewhere. Yep. Yeah, yeah, can't remember.
0: Skipped over the thing. Obama years because yeah. we kind of leveled out with a level of intelligence. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I've said throughout. I've, I got my issues with Obama, and God knows I wish he'd prosecuted Wall Street. I wish he'd prosecuted torturers. I wish a lot of things were different. And didn't drone kill so many people, but. Looking back, my God, just to have an eloquent, poised, thoughtful, Mm -hmm. articulate – you know, it's funny. I find myself – he was articulate because not all presidents are. But I find myself kind of pausing because he's a black man. When you say articulate on that, there's there's sometimes an an element of – Non seen small cut racism and something like that, but yeah, I mean it when I say he was far more articulate than almost any president in my lifetime.
0: I can't honestly think, I mean, he was a fantastic orator, I yep. believe.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, and he spoke, and when he spoke, he
0: was poised and and yep. knew what he was going to say, and and you know, and he could go with it, he could flow with it. Uh, and this is not just to sing the appraises, uh, the appraises of Obama. No, I got problems I, with him, you for know, sure. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've I've had some issues with him too. I mean, I do, I just. I, I had often said during his presidency, I, I wish this man had a little bit more of a conservative Republican hmm. lean to basically say, you know what? Screw you. This is the way it's going to be. Oh, yeah. Because what, what did we say? We, we, said, we said of Bush all those years, if he wanted health care, we'd have the best plan on the face
1: of the earth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we can certainly parse down into that. But just on a palpable level as a citizen moving through the world in a highly information-centric kind of culture – now that we've gotten through a year of this unbelievableness, it is just a torrent of poo. You oh know? man, it just it, doesn't stop. It just and so like whether it's scandals or people quitting, being you know all I can't keep up, and that's why I'm saying I was saying earlier about Amy Siskind and her her list of be careful to note how things have changed dramatically <laughs> and, and and in lesser ways these are the shifts these are the paradigm shifts and these are the ways that these like you know as people often say like you know the nazis weren't throwing people in the in the concentration camps on day one right that was a slow growth toward that and i'm seeing that and there was actually an article i can't remember the name of the professor but somebody from yale was saying the same thing it's like this is the march of fascism this is happening now all it takes is the catalyst of some major event for for the clampdown to happen basically not to play paranoid about it but These people, and I won't say the orange man, but these people have put in place all of the the tent poles of fascism, and all they need now is to throw the canvas over the top Have have we had the conversation about The Handmaid's Tale? Yes, we have.
0: Yeah. Though I've Um, never seen it. All right. So it's really interesting how this kind of links back into sort of what's happening now and how um, in this this dystopian um, after- thing where they just said, you know, there's a really poignant line in it. And it was funny because I had said this line before I had seen the series. So when it when I saw it, I literally was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. I had made a joke, I think, in one of the podcasts, like, oh, you know, we were we didn't we didn't pay attention when they when they, you know, burned the Constitution and they 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 kind mm-hmm. can, they canceled Congress. You know, we mm-hmm. in one of the lines in this movie. Now I, I, I don't know much about the book. I know it was a book first. I, I don't honestly know much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I jumped on Hulu for a little while, and that's where you can uh, see this stuff mm. if you feel like paying for TV and watching commercials. <laughs> so I canceled my Madness. subscription after I was done, of course. Right. Um, they basically talk about how this dystopian society started. And one of the lines from it was, we ignored him when they burned Congress. Mm. You know, and I thought to myself, wow. Are we there? Is this where is this where we are right now? Are we kind of watching this this dystopian thing happen? I would make the argument dystopian? that Dystopian?
1: dystopia? Dystopian, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a very very good word. I would argue that this commenced really around 9/11. Mm-hmm. Um that the the creation of the Department of Homeland Security and other things that were put into place are earmarks of a, of a more, you know, Top down oppressive sort of thing, as we've seen with ICE, you know, almost a modern day Gestapo or Stasi. Um, You know, and, you know, we've seen so many fundamental shifts that we thought, like, well, I would never blow. But let's remember, too, the parallels between Bush and, and I dare say, Hitler, because, you know, Godwin's rule, you kind of don't go there. but, But the Reichstag fire was the, you know, at the time they blamed it on the communists. And so then Hitler, as chancellor, said, oh, those. Damn communists burned down Congress. Basically, the Reichstag is Congress. Right. And the, we got to do this, we got to do this, and we got to you know, amp things up, and we got to, you know, blah, 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 and clamp down. When in fact, it was not the communists. It was actually Hitler and his people who faked the fire. It was a, you know, the false flag incident, as it were. Um, so I've seen enough fuel, you know, certainly there are things in places now for any one of a number of even more minor. Uh, problems or constitutional crises that could suspend all kinds of things. And again, I'm not trying to paint a paranoid picture, but we are watching this develop right in front of our faces in slow motion and going, well, look at that, huh?" you know? So if we don't start to act in some, you know, we're all waiting for Robert Mueller, right? You know, like. it's it, yeah. Have you bought your It's Mullah Time t-shirt yet? Yes, I, It's brilliant. <laughs> wish I wish I'd thought of that.
0: Damn it. I know. This is what we have to spend a little bit more time doing. <laughs> with the Photoshop. It, yeah, with the Photoshop <laughs> and getting the things on the Instagram page. Let's do this. Yes. Let's take a quick break. We all thank right. our sponsor, Mocha Joes. Love Mocha Joes. All right. And then uh, when we come back on the other break, Let's talk about Border Patrol for a little bit as, as we kind of heap on uh, our, our president.
1: We should do air quotes when we say Border Patrol. Borderish Patrol. Borderish Patrol. All right, right after this. More at
0: the earspoon.com. Hey, Steve. Yeah? You know what my favorite thing is about doing the podcast? Yes, I do. What is it? Mocha Joe's. Oh, you know me so well. You know me so well. You know you can just, wherever you are, you can go to mochajoes.com and order your
1: coffee. Yeah, fantastic. Quality human beings roasting, packing, and sending coffee all day long.
0: And they do this all right here in Vermont. Yay, Vermont coffee. Yeah. Because it's the climate for growing
1: coffee. Wait, what?
0: Nah, not so much. But they, they are fair trade folks. Yes, they are. All right, they have cool gear. The cool logo. I got a few myself. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta go and check it out. Most uh, Ro- Mocha Joe's Roasting Company. Find that at MochaJoe's.com. I love them, and that's who powers this podcast. That's right. Couldn't do it without them. Thank you,
1: Ooh, thank you, wow. no. thank you, no, thank you. No. I think this time, thanks Mocha Joe's. Thanks Mocha Joe's.
0: This is the ear spoon with Fish and Steve. Ooh. All right, welcome back to the pod. Once again, you can always find uh, all of this stuff neatly located at mm-hmm. a little place on the intertubes called TheEarspoon.com. Mm-hmm. All right, and mm-hmm. then don't forget to like us. Don't forget to uh, find out. And uh, is it uh, um, like us? I think we're on SoundCloud. I don't mm-hmm. think. I know we're on the SoundCloud. Yes, are. But if you But uh, if you subscribe to that or us on iTunes, yes. then uh, you'll know when we release a pod, which is pretty much uh, – we try to do it on, on Monday nights, yep. uh, re- ready for your Tuesday morning driving to work. Yep. All yep. right. So uh, President uh, Cheeto, President, <laughs> uh, what, do I, what do I like to call him, um, uh, Edward uh, Twitterfingers. Um, nice. What nice. are some of the other ones? We're going to need him? a list right here orange, on the wall. The orange mango, uh, the mango Mussolini. <laughs> uh, mm, <let's
1: laughs> the see mango here. Mussolini. I'd say that's, that's, that's top of the good list. One. That's a good
0: one. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, what do um, Twitler. Yeah. T- <laughs> Adolf Twitler. That was the one I was trying to come up with. That was the one I was Brutal. trying to come up with what is it? uh the America blog? I think um one one wanted us to vote on uh, a bunch of these on the best names. On the best mm-hmm. names. And I I'm like thinking it. I'm reading down there, I was like, you know, those are mine. <laughs> All those are mine. Bastards. I write a weekly column from our, our, our local uh our local newspaper and and I've stopped doing it because it's just exhausting. Trying Not to the column you stopped Not the column coming up no, with names. No, yes. no. Um, and I start coming. I stopped coming up with names. Just, just because I just needed to change it up a little bit. But occasionally, <laughs> when I got a good one, I I chuck her in there. I chuck it in. Kinda there. Kind of gotta. Yeah, Brutus. Anyway, uh, let's uh, let, let's talk about this. So now he's deployed uh, the National Guard oh, yeah. to our southern walls, to our southern border.
1: You know, because rapists. I don't even know where to
0: begin. And again, we should kind of say we've been talking about a lot of stuff, but the the overarching thing is we're just sort of sick about talking about it. Yeah. Which is why we're going to get into some uh, other interviews. We're going to, of course, uh, we're going to add to our our vermontitude sections. Our thirty minutes in the hole. Uh, it's all available here at at the dot But we'll be talking to some local politicians. I think we're going to get uh, Emily mm-hmm. Kornheiser on the show. Yes, she's who's running, who's running
1: for District Two. Rip. Right, am I right? I get my districts mixed mm-hmm. up. So. so, yep, she's a fascinating person, and look forward to that conversation. Yep. So we'll we'll get her on,
0: and we'll be we'll try to stray away and uh, from talking about politics all the time. But it's so hard because it's presented to you. But
1: mm. I think we're sort of talking about
0: this in a cathartic sense because we're sick of talking about it.
1: Kind of true. Yeah, it's the saturation of it, and I think again we. We, co- we can come at this from a position of privilege, and I think it's reasonable to, you know, as a couple of white guys, white white straight guys. Speak standard. for yourself. I'm Sicilian. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I didn't – I should acknowledge. Yes. Uh, but, I mean, it's easy. I have a special th- level of dark <laughs> that you can't – you know what they're saying. Why do, Itali-
0: why do Italians wear black? Because they can't find anything darker. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. That's why we
1: do. I was going to make a kneecap
0: oh, joke. You know, I was uh, – mm-hmm. and then I – Looked down and realized I forgot
1: I was wearing a black shirt. You are wearing black shirts. Yeah. Blood splattered as well, yes. you know well, that. Well, you can't see that, That's why it's black. Yeah. Cool. Anyway. So I'm so. just saying, like, you know, that, uh, you know, the saturation piece is – is dangerous in a way and so is this sort of privileged argument where we say oh I'm finding this very frustrating he sure is you know, uh, wearing me down when in fact there are people that are far more vulnerable than us groups oh, of God, people yeah. that you know need us to not be exhausted need us to not be fatigued on all this to say enough of this what I'm concerned about is that people take a certain degree of emotional righteousness and say well I posted this thing on Facebook and I said this thing on Twitter and I talked to a friend and I, f- I felt very strongly and I assembled strong Words about it, when in fact we need to be showing up to things and plugging up the works. We need to not allow this stuff to be normalized. Right. And we I don't know
0: how you stop troops going down to our southern border. Well, that
1: you don't have much effect on you for know, sure. Other, other, than other than ridicule.
0: But yeah, you can ridicule, but then you need to kind of look into deep. And I've never been this conspiracy theory guy. I've never been that person. Honest to God. Mm-hmm. I've always sort of accepted things at face value, but now I'm beginning to say no. Mm-hmm you're sending troops down to the border, mm. but here, look at the troops going down to the border. Forget about what's happening with Russian collusion. I'm thinking Puerto
1: Rico. <laughs> Dude, you want to send National Guard somewhere? Yeah. How about a place like that that's Did, six months without – Do they even have their b- power on yet? I think it's – don't take this as as accurate, but I think a third of the – Island is still without power, ah, and see. that doesn't just mean power. That means internet. That means you know hospitals. It means all kinds of things. Six a half a year into it, and he wants to deploy troops for the imaginary influx of caravans and, of people. And, and
0: what was it? What was the statistic I was reading the other day? And um, oh, was it the Washington Post or New York Times or, or one of those fake news publications? Um, I <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, where they were talking about that he's deploying them down there, and we've had the lowest incidence yep. of all time. And since he's been president, mm-hmm. it has been going up.
1: Nice. That sounds about right. I mean, you it's know, it's upside down world. yeah, you know? it
0: really is. It's, you know, it's it's what it's what uh, black was now
1: is white. Yeah. What is up was down. That's what right. is left is right. That's why I kind of feel like again, I can if it's like when Dick Cheney was president. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I kind of felt like. <laughs> I took a minute to register. <laughs> right. It kind of. I felt like if he's advocating for something, I'm sort of by default against it. Yeah. Or so said Groucho. But i sort of, if, if he's saying this is a good idea, I automatically go, I doubt it. Yeah. I really I don't think so. You know, I'm against I'm, whatever it is I'm, you're after. I'm not buying it. So, but still, a full third of this country can go, yep, yep, yep. I mean, and I've said this before, if you voted for him in November of 2016, you know, shame on you and yeah. you know, what were you thinking? But I can forgive that on some level can if you? you've come up if you've come up on board and said, oh, man, that was dumb. Ooh. But now people continue to go and say, like, yeah, he's the guy here is here is this failed, you know, fake billionaire. Who is a megalomaniac and a and a mental midget? Really, he's not a smart man. No, he's and, honest to God, one of the dumbest people I've ever known Step mi- up to a microphone, outside of myself. It's <laughs> well done, <laughs> but it's shocking. Yet there's still full grown human beings who can say, "Yep, here is the champion of the working class." On what fucking planet? There it is. Sorry, John. Sorry, sorry, John. Sorry, John. sorry, Dad. Sorry. <laughs> uh, on on what freaking planet? <laughs> Must you be residing for that to be anywhere close to true? But this is true for one-third, one in three And I don't people. get it. And I, But I have to remind
0: everybody, I have to remind everybody that three out of every ten people support him. Mm. Not here, not where we live, not in this little no, blue bubble that we reside in. Yeah. But overall, three out of ten people.
1: So I still like our odds. Yeah, the odds are good, but still, why this continuing continuing march of fascistic nonsense? Why this continuing like he, the, you know, at this point it seems like he can hardly be stopped. Granted, he's got both houses of Congress on his side in many ways, Paul. and looking, I'm telling you, if we should survive this, let's say as a species and as a country, the shame of the Mitch McConnell's and the Paul Ryan's and all those who would enable this because this would be stopped if the Republicans, if the Republican party had any scruples and any principle at all, because this is not a conservative president. This is not anything close to something to, to admire. I don't know what this president is, but it ain't conservative. No, 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 no. Anyway. So I'm just saying that we, we have to be careful for us. You know, we could say, oh, "I'm saturated. I'm tired of hearing about him." When in fact, you know, people of color, when in fact, LGBT people, you know, all of the the you know the non-white male you know classes of people who are dramatically more vulnerable than you and I re- rely on us to step up and say, "What should we do here? How can we affect some change here?"
0: And I think that's when when Steve and I created the podcast. It was out of this. Um, out of this frustration, just to be able to exercise our First Amendment rights and to hopefully bring some critical thinking, something that provokes a little thought, mm. something that you know what? I never really thought about it because both you and I mm. uh, pride ourselves in not just disliking or liking somebody based on a one issue thing. I had this long conversation mm. Uh, with my dad who went down to the river garden to see Peter Welch ah, I almost speak. went yeah so big fan uh, of Peter the, the river garden is just a gathering place here where we live um and he went down to speak and he's like ah you know what I'm uh, I don't like the way he answered this drug question I don't think I'm going to vote for that guy again And I said, wow, really? And he said, yeah. And I said, okay, so here's the trap that we fall into. Mm -hmm. Like, we'll vote for somebody because of one issue, and we won't vote from somebody because of one issue. Right, yeah, 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 I get it. And he said, well, I didn't like the way – I said, okay. I mean, it's okay, but it's important Mm -hmm. for us to know. So if you don't like this one thing, then it's up to you – to call him to task for it, yep it is it's up to us, the citizenry the the uh, uh the constituency of this man, to basically say mm. i don 't really approve of the way you did this, right. but how much did he do that we do approve of
1: yeah, and uh, this purity test too is like you know I, I, where my politics fall and where yours similarly. I think I'm a little further to the left than you are, <laughs> by a couple of <laughs> steps. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. I nice. mean
0: I'm 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 a left leaning guy. There's no question about it. But if well, I'm a leftist, and I, that's I think different yeah, than a liberal. Yeah, and, and I'm I, I'm, a, I'm if in in left to give you the visual of it. I would be like. Niagara Falls, and Steve would be Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that's
1: fair. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like you know, you know, people in active politics, in major party politics, you know. I've never voted a Republican in my life, and I would if it was right, but I haven't found the opportunity. Um, but the Democratic Party for me is far too centrist, center-right, frankly, yeah. and so they're not going to, you know, in, on on a state to national scale, they're not going to put anybody on the ticket that's going to be really my kind of person. But I have to vote, and I have to pick the the mo- the best possible person. If I was affronted by or ruled out somebody based on a single thing, yeah. oh, I don't like the. You know, I'm starting from an anti-capitalist point of view. Let's start there. Like, you're never going to – I'm never going to be satisfied 100%. So I have to say, Peter Welch is a perfect example. I had the privilege of interviewing him a number of times. And frankly, it changed my mind about him, talking to him as a human being. yeah, I thought he was just a cookie-cutter sort of Democrat. Like, I'm the next guy in line. I'm replacing Bernie. Peter Welch, for those who don't know, is our sole representative in the the House of Representatives uh, from Vermont. Because we have 625,000 people, and that's all you get. Yeah, But Peter – was surprisingly, particularly after he was there a little bit, surprisingly um, fluid and really, really listened to the constituents and really, really listened to – what needed to be said and was, got pushed to the left quite considerably yeah. by the likes of Dan DeWalt and a few others who <laughs> leaned, leaned in on him pretty dramatically but he listened and he adjusted it appropriately. He, honest to
0: God, he really is. He He's one of these guys. There, there are two Peter Welch's that you get to meet. Now, if you know mm-hmm. Peter Welch, he will speak to you frankly off mic. Yep. Very frank. Oh, yeah. All right. And and then when he, on mic, he will basically, he's not pulling any punches. What he says to you off mic, he's willing to say on mic. Mm-hmm. It might be a little kinder. <laughs> <laughs> when he presents right. it on
1: Mike, it's a little uh, more diplomatic. Yeah, it's to a say little bit least. more diplomatic.
0: Yeah. Uh, but he's a real dude. And,
1: yeah, I feel that way too. And I, that's why I felt like, you know, and I, I know people in this area, it's a long story. And for those who don't know where we are in Southeast Vermont, you know, a nuclear plant was here. There was a lot of controversy for a yeah. lot of years, and people are still mad at Peter Welch around that. And that therein lies the highlight of the point. I know people who think the way I do about politics who will forever banish Peter Welch from their kingdom because of dry cask storage at Vermont Yankee, right. <laughs> You know, yeah. Um, and I sort of feel like if you get hung up on a singular issue, that can be a problem. Good example. I don't know if I should bring this up, but some, similar to what was now nah, actually, I'm gonna it, it'll, it'll distract if I bring it up. But I'm saying I've seen people say because of this singular thing that has happened, I can't participate in this. Sometimes I think that's the rightest choice to make. There, where you say like, uh, you violated trust fundamentally. Go away, right? but if somebody screws up, you know, or makes a mistake, you know, and they give proper what's the word I want? redress of yep. that issue, mm-hmm. you give some cut somebody a break. Listen, you know? you're you're
0: allowed as a human being to basically screw up. One would hope. You are allowed to do that. You know, you are allowed to basically say, "You know what? I really believed that the sky was blue, but you mm-hmm. showed me that the sky was green." <laughs> and I would like to basically say that X, Y, and Z. Whatever it is.
1: I mean, you're allowed to and you should be. But then that's a sign of weakness now. That's what I mean. Compassion is a sign of weakness. Sensitivity is a sign of weakness. I'm sorry, but, John, I'm going to swear. There was – you saw at the time of uh, the, uh, the election, Trump rallies with people with T-shirts that said, fuck your feelings. Yeah. Like, what are we becoming? Right. You know? I'm that's sorry. What, that's what I, Nazi guards I try
0: do. to be – a compassionate individual. Mm. I try not to judge anybody. I told a story just recently. Except for the assholes. Well, except for those assholes, <laughs> then people that what, voted for that asshole that we got in the office now. <laughs> but I don't want to judge. But I don't want to judge those assholes. Um, <laughs> I I told the story about a lady who cut me off one mm-hmm. day, right? And it was really a bonehead move. And I flipped out. hmm I really got mad. I had the kids in the car. Mm. I tried to keep it in intact, but it really was just this dangerous, dangerous move. Yeah. I got out of the car because she wasn't moving her car, and I got up, and I went, like, what the flipping, fluffing, floofin' is wrong with you? Mm. Can't say floofing. And she looked at me, and she was just distraught. Oh, no. And I could say, I, I looked at her, and I was like, okay, was she upset because she just almost... Killed me. Mm. Is she upset? And I said, "No, there's something deeper going on here." Oh. And I realized that. And, and I said, I, "You know, I said, what the hell is wrong with you?" Still, it, I'm still very upset. Mm-hmm. I have kids mm-hmm. in the car. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. So my my fright or flight is like
1: uh, six mm-hmm. feet over my head. Right. Got the alpha going on,
0: right? And uh, she said, "I'm so sorry. I just got a I just got a phone call that my father had a heart attack." Oh. oh. That changes everything. Yeah, it does. So you can be upset. You have the right to be upset when things like that happen. But you also, as a responsible human being, mm-hmm. you, you have the obligation to accept that that could happen, mm-hmm. that that is somebody's story in that moment. And when it mm-hmm. is, you need to absorb that, forgive it, especially if you can walk back to your car let that person pass yeah. and drive home. And wish them well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I get that. It's funny. I was just thinking, you know, sometimes we have ideas about what we're going to talk about. And we, we sometimes wind into other tangents. No. That, believe it or not. Say it ain't so. I, as scientists say, this is true. But uh, but sometimes I think it's the best thing about these conversations that we have. Because it can, it all brings in, you know, relevant stuff that's either tangentially related or just total non-sec, whatever. Yeah. But um, but we're, we're talking about sort of the same themes uh, around different stories. You just reminded me of a story that happened to me last night, a Facebook engagement with somebody I went to high school with. And uh, and she put up a thing about um, the drug testing in X, Y, Z states. Um, and like if, if I don't if uh, if welfare people uh, don't have to be drug tested, then I should not be drug tested for my job, which I would argue you shouldn't be drug tested for your job. But that's another conversation for another day. But in the midst of me saying, "Well, this, the data shows that that's not true. That actually, people who collect uh, services are less likely than the standard person to be using drugs. Right. And this is this is a total waste of money. And there's a lot of studies that show that that's true." Right. Uh, and she lost it on me. <laughs> it's like. Um, mm. And you and sort of accused me of being a, a belligerent. Uh, I can't remember which, there was a phrase for it. And, and, and it, it worked out in the end. We had a nice exchange about it. And she's a nice person. You know, she's conservative. And I like having conservative friends. I like to get the, their think points of that, view. I You know, I hate that, that we have to label people liberals and conservatives because I mm-hmm. think
0: we both have something to add to the conversation. I agree. But because of a certain label somebody might have that's different from another label somebody might have that we're not willing to have the conversation. And I think this is what fatigues us when we watch the TV, when Mm -hmm. we look at the Internet, when we we listen to news, when we listen to these things and this fake news and what's real, what's not real, what's a good source for news, what's not a good source for news. You know, it turns out like the best source for our news. Yeah. comes from England.
1: Go figure. You well, know? Let me see. It's great. Right? Our democracy Now comes Reuters. from New York City. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I
0: mean, this is not You know, there, – there is, there is that. What did, I was watching uh, Bill Maher the other night. He had uh, Geraldo mm. Rivera on. No. Yeah. No. Right. Why? And, well, basically so Bill could be, beat him up a little bit. But, That's fair. Um, and, and, you know, Geraldo was basically reminding us all that he was a Democrat. You know he's pro-choice. He's you know he's he's a terrible person. Yeah, he is not a good person. But uh, you know he's he's pro-choice. He is uh, you know he's into he's he's into gun gun regulating guns. He's into everything else that every every person would would basically say mm-hmm. you know makes him a Democrat. Uh, but then he said that. That Russian collusion is an illusion, you know. So I mean, he's protecting his job, you know. Yeah, that's this it. He's, he's got doing. a job, and he wanted to go out and be a war correspondent, and and no, they wouldn't he, let him. And he's just he's all, he's forever Al Capone's grave or Al yeah. Capone's. Uh, he even safe. brought that up, <laughs> and he said, "Look, he goes this Russian collusion thing. It's like Al Capone's. Uh, it's see? like Al Capone's safe." Uh, all right, so that's yeah, your that's your Trump card. Eight, see what I did there? As it were,
1: yeah, yeah. So
0: and I think this is the kind of thing that fatigues us because these people have this constant. Mm-hmm this constant stream to put them into the conversation in front of us and that's what fatigues us
1: i feel relieved and lucky to have been raised by a what i always call a, a nixon republican and a mcgovern uh, i mean a nixon dad and a and a, a mcgovern mom right. and learn learn to be appreciate to appreciate the different poles of the of this, the continuum and also to say that my dad was a great guy. Yeah. My mom's a great person. They disagreed on fundamental reasons. You know, I'm OK with conservative when it's not insane. And I'm OK with liberal when it's not insane. <laughs> you yeah. know, like, so, so anyway, so bringing it back to the exhaustion piece is it would be lovely if we could all drop our guard a little bit. It would be lovely if we could say to people who disagree with us even slightly about particular issues, hey, I get it. Let's try to meet in the middle here. Let's try to meet in a place that isn't threatening to either of us because we're reaching the point where the wall is going up and there's a divide between all all positions on all conversations and all, all the shoes. There is.
0: And that seems like a good place to leave it right there. So we will leave it. I want to thank Mocha Joes. Please do. For, uh, for, for uh, helping sponsor the uh, the pod. Uh, check them out at mochajoes.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if uh, you ever want to. Check out some Mocha Joes. It'll be close to either Steve or Mize's face.
1: Yes. Steve or Mize. Anyway. <laughs> what? Mize.
0: I like it. Mize. Mize's face. Was... <laughs> that was good. All right. Uh, so check it all out again at uh, TheEarspoon.com. I've been Fish. I'm Steve. And that'll do it for this week. Cheers.
1: This is Earspoon. You're home for the shit you're thinking anyway. Wow.